0: My name is Heidi, and I love stories. Funny stories, sad stories, and what the heck just happened stories. Turns out the Bible is full of them, and after two decades in Sunday school and a master's in English, I'm here to tell them to you. Get ready, this is Messy Scripture. Last episode, I told you guys we were going to learn a little bit more about Sodom this episode by following the three men who were actually secretly God Almighty down there. Remember, they had just left Abraham and Sarah after announcing that they were going to have a biological child who would eventually be Isaac, and they were headed down again towards Sodom. They turned to each other, who were also still one person, the Trinity is bizarre, and asked if they should hide it from Abraham and concluded that they shouldn't. So they told Abraham that their plan in Sodom was to go down and destroy it with fire. Abraham wasn't thrilled on this, not only because his nephew Lot lived there with his wife and kids, but also because destroying a whole city is not a small thing, and that's a lot of people. So Abraham asked God if he would consider, perhaps, sparing the city of Sodom, and actually Gomorrah, which was right next to it, if there were a hundred righteous people in the city. God said yes, he would spare the city if there were a hundred righteous people. Then, Abraham started to negotiate. Well, what if there's only 90? I mean, it's only 10 people short of the quota. And God said, yes, he would spare the city. There were only 10 people short. Abraham goes back and forth down to 80, down to 50, all the way down to 10. What if there's only 10 righteous people? So now we are 90% short of Abraham's original quota for righteous people to sparing the city ratio. And God, because God is amazing, says, yes, he would spare the city if he could find 10 righteous people in just Sodom. That's it. That's the deal. He would spare Sodom and Gomorrah. And a lot of people have interpreted this to mean not only that God is merciful and gracious because Abraham negotiated, but more relevantly, that all it takes to change an entire city is 10 people with a focus. Once Abraham has gotten God down to 10 righteous people in the city, just 10, he goes back home. And at this point, God continues on towards Sodom. The narrative does switch to saying two angels instead of three men here. And angels is often used to mean anything supernatural in the Bible. Sometimes the angel of the Lord means the Lord. Sometimes an angel means an angel who is not the Lord. So it's unclear here whether God himself actually rolled up to Sodom or whether he sent servants on ahead. What's important is that whoever came to Sodom in the early evening and met Lot was sent from God or was God himself. So Lot sees these guys roll up to Sodom, and they're right outside the city gate. It's, you know, twilight. So Lot invites them back to his house and they say, No, nah, we'll just we'll just sleep in the in the gates and that would normally be fine, but this is Sodom. And Lot is well aware of what Sodom is like. He's also sitting in the city gate, which means he's got a relatively high position of influence. Lot is not an unimportant figure in the comings and goings of Sodom. And so it's important to him that he keeps these visitors to his city safe. And he invites them over to his house just to spend the night so that they are safe in the city of Sodom. This might seem like overkill, you know, they should be able to just sleep in a public area, you know, without being harassed or murdered. Can't imagine what kind of dystopia would not be safe to people who just wanted to get a good night's sleep in public, but nope. Not only are they not safe in public in Sodom, the two men who remember may actually be God were seen going with Lot to his house, and the men of Sodom were not going to take it. So the men of Sodom come up with a plan, and in the middle of the night, they roll up to Lot's house and tell him to send out his guests because they want to have sex with them. Have sex with them is not a, we want to woo them with a candlelit dinner. This is a, every male in Sodom wants to take turns raping Lot's guests. This is not okay, and remember, at best, they have not detected that there are angels in Lot's house, and at worst, at worst, these men are so blind and dumb that they can't see that God himself has descended upon their city. This is true in the Bible a lot. Evil people don't detect the presence of God. It's like a reverse superpower. And a lot in the Bible, people who are trying to do the right thing do detect the presence of God, even when he's in disguise. It's not that God can't disguise himself, it's that he doesn't want to. He likes being found. It's like playing hide and seek with a child. But these people don't get it at all, so they ask if they can, again, quite literally gang rape someone who, as it turns out, is God. Lot is not going to have it, not because he realizes who the visitors are, but because that's not okay. They're guests. Apparently, that is the part that isn't okay, by the way. Lot's convinced that the part of this story that it's really messed up is that they want to violate his guests. We know this because not only does he say that to the men and ask them to go away, but when they won't go away, he offers to send them his daughters instead. Now, his daughters have fiancés, even in the least feminine forward, even in the most patriarchal society. They're already pledged to other people, and Lot still considers it better to have his daughters gang-raped and roll the dice with whether or not they'll survive than having his guests violated. This is a messed-up society, and Lot is clearly buying into it, but... Thankfully, question mark, the men of Sodom aren't interested in gang raping people who Lot gives them. They want the guests. So they threaten to break down the door. At this point, The guests, who again are either angels or God, it's not really clear from the narrative, I personally think it's God, but that's neither here nor there, strike the entire crowd blind and they eventually disperse because, you know, they're blind and I guess you're not going to assume that gang rapes work in the blindness? The crowd disperses because the men have struck them blind and they reveal to Lot what their plan is. They are going to destroy the city of Sodom and he and his family need to leave. Remember that the text says all the men of Sodom, both young and old, had wanted to gang rape Lot's guests? And at this point, the angels have concluded there are not ten righteous people in this city. It's just Lot and his family that are going to get out, his two daughters, himself and his wife. Now, they do say that Lot's daughter's fiancés can go with them, so Lot goes and tries to get them, who, again, if all the men in the city, that means that they had been in the crowd that wanted to gang rape the angels, uh, and they were not going to take their own fiancés as a substitute for this horrible crime? Yeah. Apparently, they're allowed to leave because Lot's daughters are related to Lot, who is related to Abraham, and because God loves Abraham, he's willing to save Abraham's crazy relatives. Because as it turns out, God has mercy even when it's very questionable. As it turns out, the fiancés don't think that it's legit. They don't believe Lot, even though presumably they'd just been struck by the angels? No, they don't take it. They laugh at his face and Lot comes back and the fiancés don't come. So it's he, his wife, his daughters are escaping Sodom before it's destroyed. And since the next door city of Gomorrah is also going to be destroyed, they're told to flee and not look back and just get as far away as they can. Lot negotiates and asks if they can go to a very small village nearby because he's scared. And the angels agree to spare the aforementioned small village so that they can escape to there. But the instructions are very clear. Do not look back at Sodom. And as they run, Lot's wife looks back and she sees the destruction of Sodom by fire and brimstone. The city and all of its inhabitants wiped off the face of the earth by the avenging angels and turns to a pillar of salt. Pound for pound, these two chapters, Genesis 18 and 19, might have some of the craziest, most baffling human stories in the Bible. I just want to get that out there. Because as Sodom and Gomorrah are being destroyed by fire raining down from heaven, Lot's wife is turning to a pillar of salt, and Lot and his daughters do escape to aforementioned nearby village. Now there, and by they I mean Lot, are reasonably paranoid that, uh, The village might not be here forever. So what they do is end up going to a cave, kind of up a mountain away from the village because Lot is becoming a hermit and also a scaredy pants. This is where it becomes clear that Lot's daughters were also raised in Sodom and uh, had not the best upbringing in the city. The older daughter goes to the younger daughter one day and makes it very clear that they are not going to get married because their dad is never going to let them out of the cave. It's sort of like the beginning of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. So Lot's older daughter hatches a plan with the younger daughter that they are going to get pregnant so that they can continue on their family line. Now you would think that their plan would be to get their dad drunk, go down the mountain, find some guys and get pregnant by them or find fiance's down the mountain or leave the cave and run away and never come back. But no, that is not the older daughter's plan. The older daughter's plan is to get their dad drunk and then each sleep with him and get pregnant by their own father. No, this is not Lot's plan. This is the daughter's plan. This is their brilliant, genius way of continuing their family line. And the younger daughter agrees to it. The older daughter gets Lot very drunk and he is blackout drunk at this point noah way back a couple episodes ago did not get blackout drunk and lot does the older daughter goes in and has sex with her father you know like you do to preserve the family line and he is completely unaware of it he has no memory of this event the next day the older daughter goes to the younger and says hey our plan worked let's do it again so again they get lot blackout drunk and this time the younger daughter goes in and essentially If you think about it in at least modern sensibility terms, what they're doing is raping him because he's not consenting to this. He's blackout, drunken, and no place to consent. Also, this is the weirdest, just nastiest way to continue the family line. And the younger daughter goes along with it. And they are both now pregnant by their father, Lot. Remember Abraham's nephew, who was only saved from Sodom because God loves Abraham and Abraham loves Lot, and also he was better than the other people in the city? Righteousness by relativity, I guess? Well, both daughters successfully give birth to sons. The older daughter has a son who she names Moab. The younger daughter has a son she names Ben-Ami. Moab, by the way, as a name means from father and Ben-Ami means son of my people. So they both named their sons incest, which is disgusting. But Moab and ben become sort of patriarchs of other tribes that live in Canaan. Moab is the ancestral father of the Moabites, and ben is the ancestral father of the Ammonites. Both the Moabites and the Ammonites are going to cause a lot of problems for Abraham's son Isaac's descendants later, the sons of Jacob, who we're going to meet in a soon episode, although I'm not sure if it's the next one, and who Jacob is will become abundantly clear once we do. Like I said, pound for pound, these two chapters are some of the wildest in the entire Bible after creation and also resurrection and things like that. But this one, just so that we recap, includes the announcement of Isaac, the first time we see the entire Trinity in one place, the destruction of a city by fire, the threatened gang rape of Angel, father offering his daughters to be gang raped by the crowd, a woman turning into salt because she looked back, Lot and his daughters living in the cave, and a double incest rape by two women. So yeah. This is where the Bible starts to get really freaking complicated and baffling. This is also where Lot exits the scene, so we don't really know what happened to him or what he said about his two daughters' decision. Which is kind of even more insane that we don't have a clear denouncement by Lot of what they did. What we do know is that Moab and Benami both grew up. And we're gonna see a lot from them later. Or from their people groups, more accurately. Next episode, we're going to catch back up with Abraham and Sarah and their son Isaac, learn more about him, and possibly even meet our next favorite female here. It only gets weirder from here. See you next time.